What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Five Out Podcast. This is Drew, and I've got Jacob with me today. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. We're in the heat of it. Uh, we've got one team that's punched their ticket to the conference finals. We've got the other three series are on a 2-2 knock right now as of this recording on Tuesday. So a lot of interesting things happening around the NBA. So we're going to be discussing a lot of that um, today, talking about the West and the East. Before we do that, of course, you know how we started here. We've got some questions. No would you rather questions today, but some kind of funny uh, questions for Jacob to think about. This first one here is cereal a soup. I've always loved this question. Um, I mean, I don't think so. Um, and I get the part of, you know, you have contents and like a bowl of a liquid and stuff. But for the most part, not all, everything I consider soup is usually either warm or hot. Yeah. And that's the only reason I'm given it a no because cereal is usually cold if you heat up your cereal you're just disgusting so um, i don't personally think it's a soup <clears throat> now let me ask you this do you pour the cereal first then the milk or are you milk then cereal oh you gotta do cereal first yeah okay well, you know, hey, you're, you're a psychopath if you pour the milk first because you know some, how much you can get in there there's some people out there that do that so um, that's, like, that's like people eat it with a fork <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, my next one is, if animal, animals could talk, which animal would be the rudest animal? And this is all animals, not just, you know, pets, this, you know, all animals across the world. Which animal do you think would be the rudest? That's tough. That's tough. I don't know. I, I just feel like it'd be a monkey. I just feel like, you know, how they are naturally. They already like just laugh and stuff in general. They're pretty close to humans in a sense. Um, they have that crazy laugh. I just feel like they'd have some shit to talk to you about and, you know, start making fun of you and just be super rude. I don't know why. And if we had to go specific, I'd say baboon specifically. Well, I think a lot of people would say cats, too, just because cats and your cat's a little bit different. You've got a nice, playful cat, but there are some asshole cats out there. So that is true. Um, they could definitely say some mean things. And the last one here, what is your spirit animal, Jacob? I don't know if you, this is kind of more of a female question, but um, I'm asking Jacob. I'm not saying it because, you know, I'm asking Jacob that, you know, but I'm just saying like, you know, this is an interesting one. I don't know. I've never really thought about that too much. Um, I'm just going to throw a curveball. I'm going to say an octopus. Hmm. Um, you know, they're generally pretty smart. They can blend in with their environment, can kind of do a lot of different things and um, kind of get out of sticky situations if need be, so um that's that's what i'm gonna say i might have to consult with a few other people maybe my girlfriend here <laughs> what i actually am but yeah. um that's just kind of off the top of my head is an octopus and and if you may if you touch them in the right spot or if you hurt them they'll, they'll ink on your face you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> um I, I i've to answer that one i don't i don't know if i'm like an actual spirit animal um when it when it comes to that but i i mean i guess you could say like I do like sharks, but I mean, I'm not like, I don't think I resonate with a shark in any way. They're just kind of my favorite animals, I guess you can say. So I guess I'll say shark. I don't know. Definitely a different one. But those are just some funny ones that I had. Um, just kind of randomly looked up some questions today um, and thought they'd be kind of funny. But let's go ahead and get into the NBA playoffs again. We're going to go ahead and start in the West. And before we actually talk about the playoffs going on, I don't know if you've been hearing the rumors 
Um, but there's some rumors about our about well, not my team, but about the Dallas Mavericks and AK. There's their main man Luka Doncic of him not returning to the Mavericks long term. Um, you know, there's he's gonna he's gonna, he's probably gonna be the highest paid player in the NBA next when he signs his extension. But is that gonna be for the Mavericks? We'll see. Oh yeah, I mean he's only eligible to sign the supermax with the Mavericks. You know, you you're gonna lose about four. 40 million total if he goes elsewhere he's already smiled and stated that he wants to be here and sign the supermax um i don't know i just think it's you know these writers and espn insiders you know try, trying to get in the head you know whatever organization may be it's usually wherever lebron goes and getting in of the Lonzo balls of the world or julius randall's when he was there and you know splitting up that team um you know i think long term he's going to sign the supermax so you, you're going to have him he has one more year on his rookie deal. He'll sign the Supermax. That's five years. Probably have an opt-out after the four. So you still have him for another five years. So that's still a good long-term plan. That's still a lot of time to figure out things, pieces to build around him. Um, so you have a good chance of, you know, building a good, you know, team that be successful in Dallas with Luca. Um, so I'm not really too concerned about it. Um, he'll definitely sign that here this summer and be eligible for it. Um, I just don't think there's any reason to worry for the next five years if nothing's really progressed after you know three or four years then you might have to concern but i don't think there's really um i just kind of think it's hoopla right now in the news and media just trying to you know stir stir the pot a little bit i gotcha well it is it'll be interesting to see how it plays out you know obviously if they lost luca the mavs would be in turmoil because that roster without luca is pretty bad um but i mean I, it's going to be very hard to see him like you said go somewhere else so just wanted to throw it out there, see see if, you know, you believed any of the rumors. Um, but officially with the Suns advancing on to the Western Conference Finals, all the four teams from the um, Final Four, I guess you can call it, in the playoffs in the bubble a year ago are officially knocked out with the Nuggets being knocked out last. You know, we talked last week about Jokic winning the MVP. Again, congratulations to him. Um, but the Suns team, man, oh, my gosh. They are playing very good basketball. Chris Paul is playing phenomenal. Um, you know, and I think at this point, everyone's really rooting for Chris Paul just to get to the finals. You know, we've never seen him there. Um, and so I think everyone would love to see him in the finals. But the Suns team is playing very good. Devin Booker is he, he is a superstar now as well. It's officially time to crown him. He's officially got a good roster around him. You know, ever since he's been in Phoenix, they've been terrible teams. They've got a good team there now. And they're proving that. You know, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in this playoffs, at least for the next round and potentially even in the finals. Um, what do you thought? What are your thoughts on the Suns team so far? Yeah, they're just uh, they're clicking on all cylinders right now, you know, from their superstars, you know, to the reserves, to the way they've coached throughout the series. Um, they've just done everything right. Um, you, we got to feel good and thankful that Chris Ball's, you know, his shoulder's not too bad. Um, you know, he seems to be playing healthy. I mean, it starts with their superstars and the way they've been playing. But um, the thing I've really taken away is the emergence of how quickly DeAndre Ayton has just kind of prospered and grown right in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, all season long, we're like, oh, he's still kind of, you know, young and like trying to develop this playoffs. He's looking like that number one pick. He's looking like he's stepped up, finally filling those shoes as that number one pick and what he was supposed to be. The emergence of him has really helped um, this team. Um, you know, led by Devin Booker and Chris Paul, but just watching him be able to grow and prosper into, you know, people saying uh, he might be a bust um, is really cool to watch and see him be successful. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it is a whole team effort. Um, mm -hmm. You know, 
like you just mentioned, those Chris Paul and Devin Booker obviously leading the charge. Aiden's kind of that third man for him, but you know, I just looked at all the box scores and every game, you know, like everyone is producing. It's not just their top guys. Everyone's getting seven plus points for the most part. They play really good defense. Guys like Drake, Dre, uh, Jay Crowder and uh, Mikel Bridges, along with Chris Paul. That's a tough backcourt to defend against. You know, they do have Devin Booker. Aiton is a pretty good interior defender. Um, not one of the best, but not one of the worst. So, you know, I don't it, – it's hard for me to see this team getting beat, um, especially the way the Jazz and the Clippers are kind of playing right now. They're both – both those teams are good. Um, but they're – right now, the Clippers just came off a seven-game series that was tough against the Mavericks. And now, right, right as of right now, it looks like this one's going to go 7-2 against the, the Jazz. You know, the Jazz aren't 100% solely for the reason of uh, uh, Mitchell's ankle still a little jacked up. But he's putting up great numbers still, um, but they're not 100%. And, you know, the Suns just have a little bit more firepower. So it, right now, the, the Suns are the front runners in my eyes for the West. And the way the West has played out for them to, to make a finals run here, and it'd be pretty special for them to do that. Um. So, yeah, so the Suns have officially punched their ticket. Congrats to them. But on the other side, you've got the Jazz and the Clippers. And after two games, um, everyone kind of thought this might have been the Jazz series to run away with. Um, the Clippers come back. They won on Saturday. They won pretty handily on Saturday in game three. And then last night, they beat the Jazz. And the, you know the crazy part is? It's Monday night. That game didn't start till till 9.20 at night. I mean, I know it's summertime, but, geez, I was like, oh, they couldn't have started this game an hour earlier, maybe two hours earlier. Yeah, those West Coast games, you know, there's there's such a struggle to watch and stay up late, especially as a basketball fan. When you live in the East Coast or Central Time, it's just so hard to stay up till, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night and then wake up early for work and stuff. I know. It, it, it's painful, but they played a game and the, the Clippers came out top. So now it's tied 2-2. Um, right now, Jacob, which of the two teams do you think has the advantage um, and, and could potentially come out on top in this series? Mom, I still think Utah has advantage and as I had bashed the Suns in Utah earlier for not having great experience around these guys, you know, everything I've ever said about this whole podcast, I'm just taking my word back and apologizing to everyone. <laughs> but just, just like the Suns, it's, you know, it's a collective team effort led by, you know, one or two guys. And that's Donovan Mitchell holding on offensive end and Rudy Gobert on defensive end. And he's still got Mike Conley, he's still, you know, like an all-star caliber type player. They lead the charge, but then those other guys, you know, just step up and play huge minutes. Joe Ingles, Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson, Royce O'Neal, they all do their part on playing both ends of the floor very well. Um, I think, you know, yeah, it's the, people say the Clippers are deep, but I really don't think so. I think they have their two superstars, and everyone else is just okay. They're not as good as these other role players for teams. So I think you have to give the upper hand to Utah right now. And I saw an interesting fact about Donovan Mitchell. Um, it is the most points per minute played in a postseason, minimum seven games played. It's like 0.95 was Jerry West, mm -hmm. was the third most all-time. 0.98 last year, Donovan Mitchell's playoff front, and 0.99 this year, Donovan Mitchell. It was like 253 points in 257 minutes so far in this playoffs, and that's unbelievable when you're the top two of that and have Jerry name on a list. You know you're doing something right, and you know – he is, you know, going to be a great player for the next decade. For sure. Well, the um, Clippers, I, I think um, the last time that, uh, I don't know if you saw us on Twitter, but the last time Kawhi Leonard, not the Clippers, but Kawhi Leonard was down 0-2 to 
it was against I think it was the 76ers in the Eastern Conference or the Bucks in the Eastern Conference uh went with the, the Raptors. Raptors and Mavs, but well, I mean, yeah, that's true too. But it, the the next statement I'm gonna say is he had this little like look on his face that became a meme where he was like, you know, doing that. He did it again in this series, and everyone's like, Oh shit, here we go again, you know. Um so the, the ever since that's happened, the Clippers have come and, and Kawhi's played great for two games. Um and there's no question in my mind, you know, I think last year people were like, Kawhi is a top three player, no doubt. And he's been kind of quiet this year and no one's really said anything about Kawhi. Um, you know, he really is a top three player in the NBA and he does it shooting two pointers. He does it playing defense. Um, you know, he, he is he is an old school basketball player in today's world. Him and him and DeMar DeRozan are kind of the last two guys that are live and die by the mid range. Uh, I guess you can put Chris Paul in that in that conversation as well. But really, those two guys get their get their money worse in the mid range, and Kawhi just eats. And he he is so fun to watch because he just he just doesn't miss shots. It's so yeah. it's so frustrating to watch him though, because um, he just does not miss shots at all. So um, very very interesting. But you know, at, yeah, the Clippers aren't deep. They really run five guys majority of the game. Reggie Jackson stepped up a huge amount. So so is Marcus Moore Senior. Um, those two guys have played phenomenal, but it really it becomes on the shoulders of Kawhi and PG versus Donovan Mitchell. And, and I guess you can say company of the Utah Jazz because they've played very good, um, especially Joe Ingles and, and, and Bo, Bojan Bogdanovic. Those two guys have played phenomenal. But, I, you know, I think uh, I think it was uh, Gage or not Gage, um, Brandon, who was on here. You know, it's hard to bet against this Clippers team just because they have those superstars. Um, you know, and, and it's hard to bet against Kawhi. He's the more proven star over Donovan. So I'm going to take Kawhi. I think the Clippers do have the edge, but the Jazz do have home court advantage going forward. So very interesting to see how the rest of this plays out. Hopefully it goes to seven. I think it'd be a great seven, seven game series. Um, but Jacob, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Make a prediction here for the uh, Western Conference. Who do you have um, on the other side? Because we can't predict that it's the Suns. The Suns have already made it. Who do you have coming out with the Jazz and Clippers? Um, I think it, it will go seven. I think the Jazz will pull it out only because, um, you know, the Suns and Jazz have never won a finals. And mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to see one of those teams at least there. I guess Clippers haven't either, but yeah. I'm not really as big of a Kawhi Leonard or Paul George fan. I kind of join everyone on the hate for them. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's kind of nice to see these, you know, at least mid-market cities, you know, be represented in the finals. And um, you know, it's good for the NBA. You want that balance. You don't want always, you know, the LA's or New York's of the world making the finals. So I think it'd be cool to see Utah there. And I do think they have the talent to do it. So I'm going to pick Utah. Yeah, I, I, I really hope this one goes to seven. Um, right now, tomorrow night, and this is Wednesday night at 9 p.m. is game five. Game six would be on Friday. And then game seven, if needed, would be on uh, on Sunday. So hopefully we we get that um just because i think it'd be fun and more basketball you know we we love all we love all we love seeing more basketball and this series has been pretty good so far so let's continue to see them play it out um with that being said i i think i am going to put my money on Kawhi and the clippers just um honestly it's really just because of Kawhi. um if anything were to happen to him uh immediately would take that away i just think he's too good i think the clippers have a little bit more help than the than the jazz um when it comes to just kind of the role players even though they don't play as many i just i just think guys like reggie jackson are a little bit better than royce o'neill and some other guys here and there so for that reason i'm gonna take the clippers um in seven games as well 
Honestly, I could see him winning it in six, though. I could see him taking the next two games just because they are so hot, but I do have them taking it. So it'll be interesting to see a, you know, honestly, I think any of these three teams, as Jacob mentioned, all of them haven't won an NBA championship yet. So I think that'd be cool to see someone win it for the first time this season. Even out in the East, um, you know, I think all the teams remaining besides Brooklyn have won an NBA finals, but it's been since like the 90s, since the 80s. So we're going to get a new team that wins a championship that hasn't won in a long time. So I'm very excited for that. Um, but that's our that's our Western Conference Finals prediction. Um, like I said, it's for me, it's it's Clippers Suns for Jacob. It's the like Suns Jazz. Either way, I think it's going to be a great Western Conference Finals, and can't wait to preview it um, next episodes. Whenever the, um, uh, the the Western Conference Finals is actually set, we're going to go ahead and take a quick ad timeout here from our sponsor Anchor.fm. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the Eastern Conference um, playoffs, the semifinals, as well as looking at the all-NBA defensive team that I just remembered was announced this earlier this week. So we're going to be looking at those players real fast. We'll see you guys after the break. And welcome back to the Five Out Podcast. We're going to go ahead and look at the Eastern Conference playoffs as of date. Uh, both games are in a 2-2 series tie as of today's recording tonight on Tuesday. The Bucks and Nets will be playing game five. And then on Wednesday, you've got the Hawks Sixers playing in game five as well. So we're going to be kind of previewing the rest of this series, but also taking a quick look at the uh, first four games. So let's go ahead and start with the Hawks 76ers. And I'll be honest with you, I was super excited once the Hawks won, but I have not watched one of these playoff games in, in their entirety. I've watched a little bit here and there. Um, you know, I watched the end of game one and the Sixers kind of, I felt like held held their own the next two games, and then the Hawks barely won uh, game four. Um, but what are your overall thoughts so far of how the series has gone? Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, the Hawks have, you know, barely won two games, but they've done what they have to, you know, keep it 2-2 and, you know, mm-hmm. keep themselves in the series. Um, you know, got to give credit to Nate McMillan, uh, you know, led by Trey Young, who's just having an absolute great playoffs for his first time there. Um, you know, all those guys, you know, we thought they'd be an okay team this year, and they're all finally clicking. We thought we're kindly seeing what we thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, give them credit, but, you know, I don't have all the confidence in the world. Uh, Joel Embiid, you know, is still pretty banged up. You know, he's playing through a knee injury right now. Um, you know, I think the Sixers will definitely find a way to pull out the series, um, probably within the next two games. I don't really see uh, the Hawks taking one in Philly, and I don't think the Sixers will want to give up a 3-2 lead and go to game seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Sixers are too deep, too good defensively. Um, they're up 17 last night and blew it. But, you know, sometimes that happens. You don't want to see it again. But I think the Sixers are too well coached, too fundamental, have some playoff experience. Um, I just think they're overall a better team compared to this young Hawks team. The, the one downside I have for the for the Hawks is they live and die by that three-point shot. Um, you know, it. it and I, again, that's the NBA today. So it, it is kind of, you, you kind of understand that, but like watching them, they take some bad three-point shots, um, especially the uh, um, the Bojan guy or whatever his name is, Bogdanovich or however you say it, because I think it's pronounced a little bit different. But he takes a lot of three-pointers. So does Kevin Heitler. You know, Trey Young is going to shoot, but Trey Young's Trey Young, um, but he does attack the basket very well. So sometimes watching them, you're just like, like there's they're just they're missing something um 
a little extra, maybe more of a knockdown guy. They honestly need someone like Clay Thompson on that team, and that team would be perfect, you know, more of a consistent shooter. Um, you know, the guys they do have are, are phenomenal players, but I just think they're not there yet. They've pushed this series as far as I think they can. I do think the 76ers will take the next two games, but they've played very well in the games that they have won. They've done, like Jacob said, they've done what they had to do to win, but it is kind of tough whenever they can't really stop Joel Embiid. I mean, he's having a party down low. And Clint Capella was a good defender at one point with Houston, but he is not the same player that he once was. Um, so looking ahead for the next three games, Jacob, um, what do you what do you have the series looking out as? Yeah, I, I think Philly will close these last two games out. Um, like you said, you know, the Hawks pushed um, two games surprisingly, and you said it's probably their limit. I think this is all they're going to get, especially, you know, DeAndre Hunter being out as well for the rest of the playoffs, um, who's a key piece of that team all year long. Uh, I just don't see them, you know, pulling out another win. They came back from 17 points down. It looked like it was going to go away. They just haven't, you know, really dominated a game. Um, if I saw that, I might have changed my opinion. But I think the Sixers will win in six. Yeah, and I will say with the Sixers, it has been nice to see Ben Simmons score a little bit more in the in this series than he did in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think if the Sixers are going to go on and beat either the Bucks or the Nets, which we'll talk about here in a second, they're going to need help from Simmons scoring. You know, Tobias, Seth, and Embiid can't do all the work. And I think Simmons is going to have a lot of opportunities to score. Um, but yeah, it, it'll be, hope, hopefully the Sixers can stay healthy. Hopefully Embiid gets back to his full shape. Cause I do think they'll win these next two games. They're just, they're just a better team than the Hawks. And I think we knew whoever the, whoever the Sixers were going to play, it was going to be kind of a cakewalk. So, um, that's series one, I guess we'll call it series two, um, uh, which after the first two games looked like it was going to be a sweep. Um, but unfortunately injuries have plagued the Brooklyn Nets. They no longer have James Harden. Um, as of right now, he's still hurt with his hamstring. And now it looks like they won't have Kyrie Irving as well for the rest of the series. As reports today that I saw, um, he's more than likely out for the rest of this series, which is unfor- unfortunate for the Nets. But um, do you think KD can help this Nets team go on and beat this um, Bucks team after two straight wins? Um, if he's without both of them, no. If he has one other of them, I think so. And, and the last report, I didn't see it. I heard James Harden is um, questionable as of right now um, for game five tonight. Um, so that might be helpful. But, um, you know, and I hate – and we've talked about with all these teams right now, everyone has their stars being hurt or knacked up or injured a little bit. Um, who's going to power through? Who's going to persevere? Who's going to be that team um, whose role players are stepping up when their stars are out? But, um, you know, I – kind of want to see the Bucs. I want to see them advance. I want to see Giannis be successful after signing that max in a, you know, mid-market city. Um, and I kind of like, I want to know if I don't want people hurt. I never want to say that, but I kind of want Kevin Durant to see how it feels, you know, when other superstars go down. Um, as a LeBron fan, gets all the slander, carries the team to six games without Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love in a final against one of the best teams ever. You know, let's see what you can do. And, you know, he's proven himself, obviously, as one of the greats, and he is. But let's see, you know, where, you know, some of those true colors show. Um, But, you know, I think Milwaukee, if James Harden does not play tonight, takes game five. Um, But I I just – the rest of the series up in the air, depending on if those guys come back or not. Yep. And, um, you know, I saw a meme today on Twitter that talked about, you know, the – it's the James Franco one where he is – 
he's got his he's got a uh whatever it's called around his neck you know that they use to hang people and he looks over and goes first time it's a picture of lebron talking to kd you know because yeah. first time with all having no help basically because kd's always had help um so yeah it, it it is very interesting to see what Katie's capable of doing here in the playoffs. Um, obviously, like you said, you don't hope for injuries. You want to see teams at full strength and see who's the best team. But we all know injuries are part of the game. Um, and, and, and honestly, Katie, Harden, and, and Irving have been injury-prone their entire career. So we, we knew it was going to happen at some point. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of respond. Now, I will say, you know, pretty much every single playoff game, um, has gone over 100 points, but that game three, Brooklyn and uh, and Milwaukee game was only 83-86, and I just looked at the box scores again, and it was basically Chris Middleton and Giannis versus Kyrie Irving and KD, <laughs> uh, and they, they had Bruce Brown, uh, who had 16 as well, but geez, like there was just no scoring in that game, and actually my dad was at that game in uh, in Milwaukee. He was in Wisconsin, so he he got to see the, the Bucks take one home, um, but yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see because, like you said, the way this series will go is depending on who's healthy. Um, you know, the Bro- Brooklyn, even without those guys, have enough talent, I think, to compete with Milwaukee. But I think Milwaukee has the edge just because they are healthy. They're one of the only teams that's been pretty much healthy this entire playoffs, and that probably will help them um, maybe maybe push this one to seven, which I think a lot of people thought it was going to go to going to going to go to four or five after the way the first two games went. So. Um, very interesting to see. So just again, real fast, playoff predictions. I think we both have the Sixers winning in six. And then I think you're going to take – you said you're going to take the Bucks, right? Or are you taking the- – At this moment, uh, barring any major comebacks, I'm going to take Milwaukee to advance. Yeah, I'm I'm going to ride with Milwaukee too. I know we, we both were super high on Brooklyn. But, again, you got to play the injury bug here. And I think just because of the way injuries are happening, and even if James Harden does play – hamstring injuries are tough to recover from and so I think I think it's gonna be hard for him to come back um and 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 be an 80 percent James Harden you know um and at least and that's 80 percent on offense you know he's already 50 percent on defense so he's gonna now be like 10 percent on defense which um you know isn't that good so um you know the east again could have some different guys in there hopefully if it's Milwaukee and the 76ers that'd be a very interesting finals um and if if it's the Jazz or the Clippers versus the Suns and 76ers versus Milwaukee um we've never seen really those two teams or those any of the really any of those players besides Kawhi in the finals so I think that'd be a very interesting final four um I think honestly it'd be better than Brooklyn just because if Brooklyn's in it I think everyone's gonna ride with Brooklyn so yeah I am hoping for Milwaukee to win. It'd just be cool to it'd be cool to see Milwaukee versus the Suns. You know, yeah. a random a random two teams that are, are really small markets, um, and this would help them kind of get that bigger market. So, those are that's the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, some good games have been played. There's still some good basketball. Again, three series are in two two, so a lot a lot left for this playoffs to be written. Um, hopefully uh, next week when we record on Tuesday, we'll have the f- conference finals all set because the last game to be played would be on Sunday, um, June 20th um, for both the Clippers and Jazz or the Hawks 76ers. Bucks Nets would be on Saturday. So all the conference finals will be set next time we record. So we'll have a full preview for you guys there and a full prediction on who we think is going to go to the NBA finals. Um, but as I said, we're going to go look at now the NBA all-defensive teams have been announced, and apparently tonight the all-NBA teams. So next week we'll also talk about the all-NBA teams. But the all-NBA defensive teams have been announced. 
Um, and honestly, this is kind of a um, not so great stat, I guess you want to call it now, just because defense is so overlooked. Um, you know, we don't even talk about defense for the most part, but obviously this is a huge honor anyway. So just a real fast, just a, the 2021 all, all defensive NBA, all NBA defensive first team, Rudy Gobert, Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, Drew Holiday, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I would not like to play against that team because those guys are freaking studs. That's a tough team to score on. Um, and just to kind of give you the point values, I'm actually looking on NBA.com. Rudy Gobert got all first team votes. Ben Simmons, all first team votes. Draymond got 80 first team with 16 second team. Uh, Drew got 65 first team with 27 second team votes. And Giannis got 43 with 49. Um, what, what are your thoughts, I guess, about just about all NBA defensive team in general? And what do you think it means in today's NBA? Um, you know, like you said, we don't talk about it very much, but you know, I think this matters more to some of the players, you know, that, you know, really take pride in their game on the defense side of the ball, you know, like Draymond Green, like Rudy Gobert, like all these guys, maybe not Giannis necessarily, but they take a huge, you know, part of their game and take pride in that, you know, defense is a part of it and that defense does win championships sometimes. Um, but I think it's going to, you know, Think, I think they got to feel good about themselves doing it. And I don't think this is, you know, a very bad list for first team. I guess Giannis is maybe my only question mark because I really don't see him playing very much perimeter defense. All he does is really just block shots, gets a few steals, but he doesn't really guard nobody. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it's the all defensive teams, you know, I think very satisfactory for these players to receive that honor. Yep. And that's then that, there's the first team and, and, realistically you know you mentioned there's three guys on this list that I think really try hard on defense I'm not going to put Ben Simmons on there um, because he is a 6'11 point guard um, he's got the wingspan of like 7'4 so all he's got to do is stick his hand out there on a, on a small guard and steal the ball but Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, and Drew Holiday I think really take pride in defense and I think those guys really are ecstatic you know, last year, Giannis did something that only, I think, two other players have done. They won a de uh, defensive player of the year and MVP in the same year. I think it was Michael and Hakeem that have done that. Mm -hmm. I think there might be one other, but i also not sure. Um, so I think Giannis does take some pride. But again, like Jacob said, he doesn't really guard the best player all the time. He's kind of just a long guy who just blocks shots and gets steals. The second team, you've got Bam Adebayo with 37 first-team votes and 37 second-team uh, Jimmy Butler with the same 37-37. Joel Embiid, which is kind of surprising, but he's got eight and 71, eight first place, 71 second. Um, Matthias um, Thibel with three first place, 57 second. And Kawhi Leonard with eight first place and 27 second place votes. That's your second team, all, all defense NBA. Um, so, yeah, it's, again, another list of guys who, you know, you, you don't really look at a bunch, I guess you could say. You know, we've talked about Bam and Jimmy, of course. Jimmy's been on this list countless times. Um, Joel Embiid's kind of surprising to me um, just because you don't really think of him on defense. I don't really think he adds that, but I guess he had a good defensive year. I think if Miles Turner would have been healthy the whole season, Miles Turner would have been in place of him. Um, but with him being hurt, you know. I yeah. I got, I got, you know, two issues, and I'm going to ask you questions about them, okay. um, just what your thoughts are. You know, we always talk about Kawhi and, like, how great of a defender he is. Um, obviously, to make first, he made second team, but do you think this is just a reputational-based vote? You know, he only played 45 games this year. 
you know, he, he still was a good defender. I wouldn't consider him a top 10 defender in the league with the, you know, 10 guys on these two lists. Um, do you think that was just a re- reputational vote or do you think it was like honestly deserving? Um, well, I think it is a reputational vote for Kawhi. Um, mm-hmm. For a guy like Matthias, I think that is. That's what I meant for Kawhi only. Yeah. So for Kawhi, yes, because because the reason the main reason why I'm looking at this list, they also show other players receiving votes. And I think the person who's closest to him now, he is as a guard, not as a forward. But I think you could put him here as, at a forward as well. Uh, Mikel Bridges for Phoenix. Phenomenal defender. Normally guards the best wing guy on on for Phoenix. You know, you've got guys like Jay Crowder and Chris Paul, but Mikel uh, Bridges also guards those guys, too. He received 39 votes. And honestly, I think he should be over Kawhi just for the simple fact that, you know, Kawhi is great, but he did play only 40 some odd games this year. Um, and, and Mikel, I think, played majority of the games, if not all of the games. Uh, another guy who's super deserving that I've and I haven't also like paid attention every single year. But um, uh, Marcus Smart, you know, again, he was hurt for a good chunk of the year, but he's a phenomenal defender. He is the defense for the for Boston Celtics every, you know, every day. So, yeah. Kawhi, I think this year was just kind of given because his name is Kawhi Leonard and he's got hands like the biggest hands ever in NBA history. So, um, and it sucks to see that. And I think Rudy Gobert is another guy like, yes, he is a great defender, but because of who he is, he's won three defensive player of the year awards. Like he's always going to be in talk for it just because of who he is and what he's done. Yeah. I guess the other question I have too, is like um, the Lakers were the best like rated overall defensive team all year long. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they had guys like got votes for, you know, they weren't very high on it. But like, do you think one of any one of any of those guys was deserving to be on this list? Like LeBron didn't even get a vote and he had actually a really good defensive season that he, he was hurt for a decent amount. But, you know, like Contreras Caldwell Pope, I think was the highest Alex Caruso, Anthony Davis got a few at the Ford spot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if your team is that good or is it just that they were that collectively good as a team, do you think one of those guys should have deserved a spot? Um, so no and yes, and I know like we've said we hate giving that response, but um, so individual defense, just like scoring, individual defense and individual, you know, all, or individual defense and team defense are completely separate. Um, you can be on a team that sucks balls on defense and get scored 120 points on you every single game, but you can also get 25 scores or 25 steals a game, you know, just because of the way you play defense and whatnot. Um, but because you're going to, in the reason why I'm saying that is, you know, if you're trying to get a bunch of steals, you're also going to get a bunch of strikeouts, meaning the other team's going to score a lot more points, but your steal stats are going to go up because you are attempting to steal and you, you're, the chances are, you know, just like the people, just kind of like the, the three point shot, you know, if you shoot 50 shot attempts, you're going to make 15 of those, maybe 10 of those. But mm-hmm. that's more than than shooting, you know, 15 made two point shots. If you make if you make 10, um, well, that that actually adds up. Never mind. But if you make if you make 12 three point shots and 15 two point shots, you're going to you score more shooting threes, even though you attempted more shots. So kind of the same thing with defense. Um, and also there's I feel like there's this ungradable stat of playing the best defender. Uh, or playing the best offensive guy as a defender, and a guy like Kawhi, even though he might not have played as much, he normally guards the best guy on defense. Um, and so he, um, I feel like that's a stat, that's like an unwritten stat that everyone looks at. Um, same with like Ben Simmons as well. He probably guards the best, you know, offensive guy on the other team every night. 
So, yeah, so it, it's hard for defense because, you know, and just for guys like my like on my old high school team, and, and, and we've played it on our AAU team, like we played zone defense. Um, and so you don't really get a lot of steal opportunities, but your team defense is going to be better because you're compacting the zone. You're not letting up easy buckets. You know, it's harder to sometimes it's harder to score against the zone, depending on how well you play it. So, you know, the Lakers did have a lot of a couple guys who received votes, but I don't think anyone had better seasons than the guys above them, I should say, if that makes sense. Better individual seasons that should put them on this list. Gotcha. They were one of the best defensive teams. That's that's my thought process. Um, do you have do you have an answer to your own question, Jacob? No, not really. Like I, I don't necessarily disagree or agree either way, but mm-hmm. um, I kind of agree where you come about. I don't I didn't necessarily agree that those guys had better or more deserving seasons of a personal to be on this list. I was just throwing out there of how it relates to you know a collective uh, group of guys you know being the best defensive team uh, compared to just being a great defensive player. I gotcha. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it's kind of like Steph Curry, you know, the Warriors didn't have a great year, but he got MVP MVP votes because he was the difference maker, just kind of like, you know, last year the Warriors sucked, this year he's on the team and they have a, you know, they win 20 more games than they did a season ago, so, yeah. but, you know, defense, you don't get that, if you, you miss the season and you come back, like, you know, you're not really missed that much, you know, so, Stuff on defensive players now, whereas back in the days, back in the 90s, back in the early 2000s, defense was that this list was stacked with guys, 10 guys that were stacked. And then, you know, I'm not saying these guys aren't bad, but a guy like Matthias wouldn't be on this list in the early 2000s. So um, but that's going to go ahead and do it for us today. Um, kind of a kind of a shorter show for the most part. But, uh, you know, we're really getting down to the to nitty gritty thin thin part of the season there's only a couple games a day um very soon very soon there's only going to be you know a couple games a week and then there's only going to be one series left and we're going to be wrapping it up looking towards the off season but i'm excited for this time this is always the best part of the the nba season you know playoffs the conference finals everything like that um so like i said next week look forward to kind of our finals or not our finals our conference finals preview um jacob and i will kind of give a breakdown of each um, series what we think is going to happen um, you know potentially game ones that might have already been played or whatnot but uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that and then we'll go ahead and look at the all NBA team as well but that's going to go ahead and do it for us here today thank you guys so much for sticking around and listening we'll see you guys next week yes. and that's going to go ahead and do it for us here at the five out podcast thank you guys so much for tuning in today for today's episode again if you guys would like to go and listen to more of our episodes which we release on every Thursday you guys can go check us out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. If you're going to check us out on YouTube, though, and actually watch the episode and listen to it, you need to look us up at Sideline Sports, the channel. You'll be able to find all of our stuff there, um, as well as some of our other podcasts and some YouTube exclusives. Be sure to subscribe and hit the no- notification bell on that as well. If you'd like to listen to us again, though, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you guys find your podcast, look us up at Splitting Uprights. So you'll be able to listen to us there. We drop episodes every Thursday. Uh, but we also do uh, interviews every Monday, so be sure to check those out. If you guys um, want to see our Twitter stuff, you guys have to go to at 5 underscore out. Be sure to follow us there as well as we post daily stuff, weekly stuff, a little bit more interactive on there. If you guys prefer Instagram and TikTok, though, for your platform uh, for daily interaction, 
then checks out at sideline sports you'll see a lot of five out stuff there but also you will see some sideline sports excuse me some splitting uprights and some other things as well but that's gonna do it for us here today thank you guys so much for tuning in we'll see you guys next week